more about tomorrow I just live from day to day I don't borrow from its sunshine For its skies might turn to grey I don't worry over the future For I know what Jesus said And forever he is beside me For he knows what is ahead Many things about tomorrow I don't think to understand But I know who was tomorrow And I know he holds my hands For many things about tomorrow I don't think to understand But I know who was tomorrow months thank you for keeping us alive up to today thank you for sustaining us without you we will not be alive glory be to your holy name in the highest lord as we take an excursion to your word again to take your counsel and to receive of you i ask daddy that you will open our eyes of understanding to behold the mystery in your word to motivate us and to encourage us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We look up to you, Lord, for strength and grace. Thank you for answer prayers. Let every area of the world this evening be blessed. Let everyone that will hear this world this hereafter, let them be blessed. Let their lives turn around. Let them be highly motivated. Thank you for answer prayers, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Once again, I want to welcome every one of you listening to me right now. And I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to bless you as you listen to this message. The title of the message this time is Satisfy Me Early, O God. Satisfy Me Early, O God. The text is taken from the book of Psalms. Chapter 90, verse 14. Psalm 90, verse 14. Psalm 90, verse 14. It says, O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. You see, this is a prayer that Moses prayed. Theologians told us that it was Moses that actually composed this Psalm 90. It's a prayer that you prayed to God. And if you read the whole of Psalm 90, verse 1 or to the end, you will understand. In life, only God can give real satisfaction. Yes. The pursuit of material things to possess does offer only a promise of gratification. But it doesn't really Offering satisfaction. But when a man makes pursuit of material things his chief occupation, 
genuine satisfaction will definitely elude him. What is the prayer of Moses? Moses, because of his experience, he prayed a prayer. In Psalm 90, verse 14, he said, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy. Now, in this prayer, we can see two key words. One is satisfy, and the other is early. Now, whatever we wish to become in life, satisfaction is most desirable, and everyone seeks it. But no one will get real satisfaction and get it early without God. That is the thing. Whosoever desires satisfaction, real satisfaction, and wants to get it early, you will need God. And you will know why I say so. And that's actually the reason why Moses prayed that prayer to God. You know, Moses was a, was a privileged person. He, he, he was born at a time that there was a decree that forbade his existence. The decree was passed in the palace of King Pharaoh. And when he was born, he was supposed to be killed as a male child of the Hebrews. But his parents, Amram and Jochebed, they looked at it and said, this boy cannot just die. He's too busy for you to die. So they planned and they constructed a basket that was waterproof, put him in it, and we put him around River Nile Basin, where the daughter of Pharaoh was known to come regularly, to come and uh, relax. And so it happened that while Moses was floating on water, the daughter of Pharaoh came and saw the baby. I said, this must be one of the Hebrew children. And as she, as she looked around to know what to do, uh, Miriam, the elder sister of Moses, quickly went to the woman and said, yeah, I, I can help you get a nanny that will take care of the baby. And the woman, by divine proving, they said, okay, go get a nanny. And Miriam went to bring the mother of Moses. And so the daughter of Pharaoh adopted Moses as her son. And Moses was raised in the palace of the king as an adopted son of the daughter of Pharaoh. Meaning that Moses could have grown up to become the next Pharaoh. So he was highly privileged. And as fate would have it, maybe as he was growing up, he suddenly realized that he was an Hebrew and not an Egyptian. So he tried to identify with the Hebrews, his brethren. And in the process, he had to kill an Egyptian to be able to spear a Hebrew. And then it was known. And he ran away to seek refuge in the land of Midian. And that was how he went to Midian. And in Midian, he spent 40 years there as a shepherd in the employment of his father-in-law, Jethro who not only employed him to take care of his sheep, but also gave him one of his daughters. It was in the 40th year, or after 40 years, that he spent there in the land of Midian, that God appeared to him and said, I have an assignment for you. Go back to Egypt and go and set my people free. So, 
that prayer that Moses prayed, he prayed that prayer deliberately. Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. It was like Moses who started very early out in Pharaoh's palace was looking for satisfaction. He wasn't satisfied. Something kept urging him to move on, move on, move on. He was looking for a fulfillment of his destiny, a fulfillment of the purpose of his existence. So let's look at it. Let's look at the keyword satisfaction. Brethren, satisfaction should come when you compare your output, that is your result, to your input, which is your effort. And then finds that your output, that is the result, exceeds or is commensurate to your input, which is your effort. In other words, when you discover that your input, your effort, or your output, rather, your output, which is the result you get, is actually bigger than your input, that is your effort, or is commensurate to the effort you put in, then you should be able to get some satisfaction and say, yeah, you are okay. But if your output, your result, is less than the effort you put in, it means that you put in much effort and you get so little result. You will not be satisfied. So satisfaction ought to come when the results you are getting are overwhelming, they are good enough compared to the effort you're putting. But we also know that as time goes on, every man will desire more and more of what he gets. A man that is getting something good, getting good results, will continue to want more and more of the good results. For example, money, wealth, riches, position, power, authority, influence, pleasure, fame, all these are results that one can get after working hard in one way or the other. But the more we get these things, the more of it will we want to get. Oh yes. So frustration and dissatisfaction will begin to set in as we want more and more of this. Why? Because in reality, men will always use their success in one area as an input to accomplish goals in another area of their life. For example, somebody has worked hard to get money. By the time he makes money, then he begins to look for position. He wants to use his money to get position, to get power, or to get authority, or to get influence. <laughs> somebody may get into power, and then with time, he begins to use his position of power to get influence and to get fame. So, as men get more accomplished or get more results, they will use the results as an input to get further results. This is where challenges, frustrations, dissatisfactions may come in. Do you know why? The reason is because there's always a limit to what man can get at a time. And whereas man's desire doesn't end. So with this equation, we now discover that anyone 
who really wants satisfaction must align his desire and pursue it with the will of God. <laughs> so, we always will get frustration if we don't allow align our will, I mean our desire, with the will of God. Anyone that doesn't align his pursuit, his desire, with the will of God, will get frustration rather than satisfaction. Now let's look at it. Why God? Why God? Let's look at some of the reasons why we must align our desire with the will of God. Because all good things, number one, all good things come from God. All good things come from God. All good things come from God. In John chapter 3, verse 27, John chapter 3, verse 27, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. And James chapter 1, verse 17, James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of time. What does this mean? It means that anything that any man desires in life, any good thing he desires, he needs God. When God is left out of the equation or put behind, what a man will always get is frustration and dissatisfaction. Because God is the maker of all good things. And all good things come from God. Nothing originates by itself. Number two, material things will never offer lasting satisfaction. Please take note of that. Material things will never offer lasting satisfaction. In the book of Ecclesiastes, that's the book of Preacher, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 6, verse 7, it says, All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not filled. And in Psalm 62, verse 10, Psalm 62, verse 10, it says, Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Yet material things, that is things of this world, ephemeral things, money, fame, power, authority, wealth, riches, all these are good things of life anyway. They are good to have. Oh yes, everybody prays to get it. I pray for you, my listener, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Poverty is not your portion. May you be moved from poverty to riches in the name of Jesus. May you achieve fame. May you prosper. May you attain to wealth. I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May you prosper exceedingly. However, none of these things can actually bring lasting satisfaction. Go with me again to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10 to 17. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10 to 17. In fact, verse 10 says, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. 
This is also vanity. Verse 11 says, When goods increase, they are increased that eat them. And what good is there to the owners thereof? Saving the beholding of them <laughs> with their eyes. And verse 12 says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not allow him to sleep. Can you see that? I only stop that verse 12. You can take your time to read all the way to verse 17. The man who wrote this is one of the richest man, men that ever lived, and that's Solomon. He's saying that the more money you have, the more of it you want to have. The richer you are, the richer you want to be. <laughs> the wealthier you have, the more you want wealth. Because he that loves silver shall never be satisfied with abundance. He that likes goods will never be satisfied with increase. So, we can see that material things, they don't really bring lasting satisfaction. If material things brought lasting satisfaction, then a lot of rich men, wealthy men, will not go into drugs. A lot of them will not None of them will experience this pressure. A lot of them go through depression because we don't even know. When we see them on Facebook, we read about them in Forbes. We read about them in magazines. Their images litter the pages of newspapers and daily tabloids. When we see them, we envy them and say, wow, 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 I wish I could be like this person. But you don't know what they are going through secretly behind a lot of them have image problems. They have self-image problems. A lot of them go through depressions and they are looking for escapism. That's why a lot of them go into drugs. A lot of them go into drugs because they want satisfaction. They want joy. But they are rich. They are wealthy. The Bible has said it. Material things don't offer lasting satisfaction. So, let's go to number three. Number three. God satisfies only need, not greed. I take that again. God satisfies only need and not greed. See, when need turns to greed, frustration is inevitable. We must be able to know exactly what we need and just go for it and limit ourselves here. Need is insatiable. You can't satisfy, I mean, sorry, greed is insatiable. You can't satisfy greed. In Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Jesus made a statement. He said, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Never desire to have what God does not give to you. Never desire to have what does not belong to you by right. Another man's wife is a no-go idea. Another man's husband is a go. Another woman's husband is a no-go idea. Another person's possession is not for you to desire. Another person's share of money in a business is not meant for you. Some of, a lot of these things will lead to self-destruction. So that is why the Bible says we should run away from covetousness. It is easy to satisfy need, but not greed. 
number four. Only God can grant life and long life. Only God can grant life and long life. Money, riches, wealth cannot guarantee long life. Psalm 91 verse 16, Psalm 91 verse 16 says, With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. See, no man living can extend his own life, nor determine how long he will live. Yeah, that's exactly just the way it is. So, we want life, we want satisfaction, we go to God. Who gives it? There are many people who are wealthy, many people who are powerful, many people who are privileged, many people who have large possessions, but they don't live long. And there are people who are not so wealthy, and they live very long. Let's continue. We want to look at the next keyword, and that is early. Early what? Early satisfaction. Now, the word early is a function of time. And we know that time is a phenomenon outside our control. Oh yes, nobody can control time. <laughs> we can only make the best use of time. So succeeding early is not totally within our control because of many factors that we can't control. For example, one can get married early, but not be able to bear children early. There are people who get married early, but bear children only late in life. One can go to school early and finish schooling early, but not be able to get a good job early. And so have to wait very late to get a good job. And so marry late. And there are also those who start early in life to succeed. Why? Because they have many opportunities within their reach. And yet such people never make it. They never succeed until late in life. And there are also those who made it quite early in life but died very young because they never lived long. That's why the wise man, again, in the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 11 to 12, I read it. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 11 to 12. It says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happened to them all. <laughs> For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare. So are the sons of men sneered in an evil time, when it falleth suddenly upon them. What is this place saying? What he's saying is that none of us has control over time. Time and opportunities, they come. And when they come, when we are privileged, we grab them. But we can start out early. It's good to start out early. 
It's good to go to school early. It's good to launch into your career early. But to succeed early is a privilege that only God can grant. Nobody can boast of tomorrow. Nobody can boast and say, I will go to school early, come out early, finish early, get a job early, settle down early, marry the beautiful dancer early, be a children early. Uh, nobody can boast of that. We can only try and go to school early, start our career early, do all that early. But to succeed early is a privilege that only God can give to man. So we can see that everything has to do with God. So Moses was right for presenting that request to the Almighty God. In Psalm 90 verse 14, he says, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. So we see here something else, and that is mercy. Brethren, there is a place of mercy in long life and early success. If you see someone who is succeeding, it is because he has received mercy. I always tell my wife, I say, there is a place of hard work. I mean, there is a place of success that hard work alone cannot account for. Because if everybody that succeeds... They succeeded because they worked hard, then everybody that works hard should succeed. But it's not everybody that is hardworking that succeeds in life and succeeds early. So what is it that accounts for success? That is mercy. If you are succeeding, it is because you have received mercy from God. If you succeeded early, it's not necessarily because you started early or because you are brilliant or because you are hardworking. It is because you received mercy. So that's why Moses said, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that you may rejoice and be glad all our days. We need the mercy of God to enjoy satisfaction in life and to enjoy it early when it matters. What is the benefit of someone that builds a story building at the age of 80 when he cannot even climb the staircase to the first floor to go <laughs> and enjoy the story building. Someone builds a duplex at the age of 90 and he cannot climb up. He can't be climbing the staircase. What is the benefit of the mansion he builds or the duplex he builds? So that is why it is good to pray that prayer. Say, Satisfy me early. When you build a house early, you build your mansion early, maybe at the age of 30, 40, or you can go up and down, go up and down, and enjoy yourself. That is okay. So it's a very legitimate prayer. And I am praying for every one of you, my listeners, listening to me right now. God will satisfy you early. You will succeed early. You will prosper early. In the mighty name of Jesus. And then it is only then that we can really, really rejoice and be glad the rest of our days. There are those who made it very late in life, very, very late, but they never lived long to actually enjoy their success. That is why this prayer is very, very important for us to pray, the prayer of Moses. Oh, satisfy me early with thy mercy, that I may rejoice and be glad all our days. 
Brethren, I want to conclude by asking you to put your trust in the Almighty God. Especially at this time that the world is going through problems. Economies are crumbling. Economies of nations, economies of states, economies of individuals and families are crumbling. People are losing their jobs because of the pandemic. Let us look up to the Almighty God. Only He can satisfy us. If you think that, oh, if I can just get more money, make more money, I'll be satisfied. It's a lie. Because after making the money, there are people who have made all the money. But COVID-19 killed them. They never live to enjoy the money. Let us look up to God. Like the Bible says, looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's look up to God. So if you are here or you are there listening to me right now, you have not yet fully surrendered unto the Almighty God through His Son, Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to surrender unto Him. Maybe you keep struggling, you have been struggling, 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 and things are not the way they ought to be. Surrender unto God. Pray this prayer. Take your time to pray this prayer of Moses. And say, O Lord, satisfy me early with thy mercy, that I may rejoice and be glad all my days. You need the mercy of God. You keep asking for mercy. When you wake up in the morning, ask for his mercy. Before you sleep, ask for his mercy. In the noon, ask for his mercy. Ask for his mercy over your business. Ask God to show you mercy over your business, over your children, over your family. Don't depend on your own energy or on your own wisdom. Why? Because you need God. You need the mercy of God. Those things you don't have control over, God can give you, God who can control them, can bring them within your control. He will not only bring them within your control, He will give you success in those things. And people will be asking you, how did you make it? This is my prayer for you as I close this message. May God satisfy you early with His mercy that you may rejoice and be glad all your days. God bless you. Happy listening. And I'm sure that next time you listen to me again, it will be an opportunity to share and dig deeper into the counsel of the Almighty God. God bless you. Remain blessed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.